Hi, Guy Powell here, and welcome to the second half of the interview with Myra Khan Adams. And uh, this is Guy Powell with the backstory on the Shroud of Turin. And here we go. So welcome back to the backstory on the Shroud of Turin. We're now going to begin the part two with uh, Myra Adams. She is the uh, CEO and founder of the signfromgod.org, as well as the uh, proponent and really pushing in, in good, good measure, the National Shroud of Turin ex exhibit, uh, and it's nationalshroudofturinexhibit.org. So uh, welcome back, Myra. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there were so many uh, good things you've got going on, and uh, I am so impressed with everything that you do. So uh, now you're, you've got a, a temporary exhibit at the CIC, number one, and then that hopefully is going to turn into a permanent exhibit in Washington, D.C. for the, uh, of the Shroud, and it's going to be called the National Shroud of Turin Exhibit. And uh, so when people visit, uh, your, uh, the, when people visit the exhibit, what do you want them to come away with? Well, first, just to explain the Catholic Information Center is the CIC, and that's what we call our first small temporary exhibit. It's a life-size replica of the Shroud of Turin on display at the Catholic Information Center, which is a very influential organization uh, in Washington, D.C. It's been there for about 30 years. They host all sorts of wonderful events and mass every day. And um, so we are honored to partner with them. And so our first exhibit is there, but it's a replica that was that was given to the Museum of the Bible by the authorities in Turin. And Museum of the Bible gifted it to National Shroud of Turin exhibit and Catholic Information Center has it on display. It will be on display until uh, right now, um, we know to the end of January, 2024. And for those who live in the Washington DC area, on July 20th in the evening between 6 and 8 p.m. Uh, we're having a wonderful event with one of our uh, distinguished members of our National Shroud of Turin exhibit team, Dr. Cheryl White, who has been on your podcast uh, maybe once or, or twice, I don't know. But anyway, she is a wonderful speaker, one of the foremost Shroud experts in the world. And she's going to be speaking about the history and mystery of the Shroud of Turin at the Catholic Information Center on July 20th, between 6 and 8 p.m. A reception would follow. If you have any, if you live in the Washington, D.C. area or the Baltimore area and want to make it down to 1501 K Street, um, you just go to the CIC website, which is CICDC.org, and you can go to their events page and you'll be able to sign up for this event. Uh, it will be a wonderful event. You'll learn so much and you'll get to meet um, some really also some fascinating people who just go to regular CIC events. I'll be there. And um, I know Lisa Rohn will be there, who I believe has also been on your podcast. And um, it's going to be a, one of those events where you will come away learning so much. But that's really in line with the kind of things we want to do. The goal of the National Shroud of Turin exhibit is to educate people about the Shroud of Turin. And whether it's a small replica exhibit or it's going to be a, a big, full-blown, high-tech exhibit uh, that will just hopefully blow people's minds away and that will remember forever and they'll go visit back and visit often. We want people to understand what the Shroud of Turin is, why it's such a mystery, and its connection to the Gospels and the passion of Jesus Christ. But it's not going to be a quote-unquote religious exhibit. We just really want to educate people about all the fascinating aspects of the Shroud 
And there were so many of them, Guy, as you know. Uh, the more you learn about the Shroud, the more you realize you don't know enough. You have to keep researching and learning because there's so many different things with the, you know, the physical, the science, the gospels, the history, the miracles. How did this thing survive? Uh, unanswered questions that science cannot explain. Um, there's just so much that it just, it boggles the mind. So we want to, you know, just try to even scratch the surface. Uh, it will take a, a lot of work in a, even a, a good sized museum space that we hope to have, but you can never get in everything because the vast amount of material about the shrub just keeps growing all the time. And as you know, Guy, you've written a a famous best-selling book now about <laughs> it. Um, people are fascinated by it. I believe we're in a renaissance with the Shroud. I think people right now are more interested in the Shroud than ever before. Yeah, I, I definitely think you're right. And uh, some of the people that are also on your board uh, tell me that the activity that's taking place is really just mushrooming and, and growing exponentially, uh, exponentially. Joe Marino has a uh, has an email posting and every one of those posts seems to have more and more and more and more stuff every week. Um, and then of course, uh, Barry Schwartz with shroud.com, he says he just, he can barely keep up with all the new stuff that comes out. And uh, uh, both of those, Joe Marino and Barry Schwartz, they are really the uh, the go-to people and the go-to places, shroud.com for Barry, uh, Barry Schwartz. Uh, shroud.com has everything you ever, ever, ever wanted to know about the shroud. And there's so much there that you could, you probably never be able to, uh, never be able to read it all. You know, I now, call it the library of, of Congress for the Shroud of Turin. That's because that's what it is. The information yeah. goes back since when Barry started, he was an internet pioneer when he started shroud.com in what, I think 97, I think, right when the internet first was starting to get going. But keep in mind, STIRP had their, their final report in 1981. So there was a big gap of, of time right. between when Barry was involved with STIRP and then when the internet came about. But uh, he is one of the leading experts in the world and Shroud.com is really, uh, as I said, it's the go-to Library of Congress, you know, comparable um, to... Basically, anything you want to know about the Shroud, any piece of information is on there. And uh, we just give Barry so much credit because he worked so hard to make that to make that happen. He's one of our people on our team. Uh, we have 12 people, including myself, Barry Schwartz, uh, said Cheryl White. Some of them have been on your on your podcast. Russ Brio, of course, is also very well known. And Nora Creech is also a real powerhouse. Uh, she just helped produce the the National uh, National Museum of Funeral History Shroud exhibit that opened in April in Houston. If anyone lives in the Houston area, highly recommend you go there to see it. Uh, there's so much activity going on with all our all our Shroud members of our team. Bet Teddy Pappas is on your is on your uh, has been on your podcast before, and you can look when you go to National Shroud Turin Exhibit org, you can click on our our team and uh you'll see what an impressive group we have uh, between the 12 of us it's like no stone is left unturned of all the contacts and all the inf information and knowledge that that we all as a group can bring to the national shroud of Turin exhibit when it does get built uh, right now we need to raise a few million dollars um, but i have no doubt that that's going to happen 
And I know with, with the Lord's help, it, only he knows you know, where it's going to be and when it's going to open. But I have no doubt that it, that it will open and it will be um, extremely influential and change hearts and minds in downtown D.C. and the world. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and I like the concept of having uh, 12 folks on your team that uh, that number rings a bell somewhere. It was by and... accident. That actually, <laughs> I did not start out with that idea. It just, it just happened. Isn't that funny? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, we may they... increase it to one, but I think I may have him as an advisor, someone very well known, Dr. Andrew Dolph. Um, Father Andrew Dalton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he is awesome. Um, yeah, he's awesome. I have he's heard him great. speak and 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 also speak online and and he he would definitely be a great uh, person to have on on your, yet, on your board. So. Yeah, <laughs> he may be well, hearing about it. You can now add, now you now you can ask him formally <laughs> on the video. <laughs> no, I, I like him because he's so knowledgeable and he's young. Mm, and yeah. uh, one of the things that is so important about what we want to do is to bring the information and excitement about the Stratotorn to the next generation that is so important mm. uh, because the shroud has all the elements that should interest you know younger people uh because it's so it's so visual and it's mysterious and and there's so much to learn and, and there's so much stuff that we don't even know that the future is gonna is gonna bring about uh so it, it should be really fascinating to younger people and i know sometimes i hear from younger people and they are fascinated by it yeah, absolutely, and I, and I agree with you. There's uh, there seems to be uh, maybe now a new third generation. Uh, you know, you think about the Sturp being kind of the the first more or less modern generation, and then now you have uh, you know us as maybe being the second generation, and now the younger folks underneath us that need to take up the uh, take up their cross, so to speak, and really try and uh, continue to uh, learn more and uh, understand more about what you call the greatest mystery, uh, you know, there ever was, and that's the, the world's Turin. greatest mystery. That the world's that greatest mystery. The yeah. name of the National Shroud of Turin exhibit, World's Greatest Mystery, because that's just not us, you know, promoting that for the fun of it. It really is the world's greatest mystery. It's the most, it's the most studied artifact in the world. We know that for a fact. And the fact that science cannot figure out how it came to be, what caused the image and all the other mysteries that are, that are embedded in the shroud. So it continues to be the world's greatest mystery. So we, we feel good saying that. Uh, and, you know, I think that's also sort of a catchy, sort of a catchy title. You need catchy <laughs> when you try yeah. to get people to, to come visit something. Absolutely. And I, and I think you're right. I think it is the world's greatest mystery. And, and, uh, but certainly as well, uh, now you're going to have the, uh, your plan is to have the exhibit, the National Shroud of Turin exhibit in Washington, D.C. Why did you pick Washington? Why not uh, somewhere else? Well, Washington, of course, is the uh, capital of the United States. It's the most powerful city in the United States. It's also the home of many world-class museums, of course, the Smithsonian's and several privately owned museums, including Museum of the Bible. Uh, there's so many wonderful museums in D.C. that are not just Smithsonian. There, there's so many other ones. The Spy Museum is, is one of them, Holocaust Museum. Uh, there's a new one called Planet Word, which is supposed to be fabulous. I've not been to it yet. It's right near where the CIC is located. There's so many different museums in Washington. You haven't even heard of half of them, but it is a world-class city for museums. So that, but also it's the confluence, confluence of 
forces when you have the world's most powerful city and you have the world's greatest mystery about Jesus Christ, who I believe is the Lord Jesus Christ. So you have all this, this power coming together, meeting each other. Um, Washington, D.C. Is, is the perfect place to have our have our base, to have our Shroud of Turin exhibit. But we also hope that once we get started in D.C. and all the other things we're doing right now around the world, whether we're going to be at the at the World Youth Day, and we're going to be at the National Eucharistic Congress next year. We're going to be at the Sikh uh, Focus Conference in January. But we also know that there's a real need to have this quality exhibit travel around the country. So that's our, our wider, longer-term goal, is to have our flagship in D.C., but to also have a traveling exhibit. And there are traveling exhibits that go around right now. Um, some of them are you know better than others. But there's so much shroud activity going on. Um, and that's the greatest thing about it. The fact that there is all this, all these museums and exhibits and, and you know, talks, and it just never fails. How many, how much is going on with the Shroud? It's, it's never been more, it's never been of greater interest to people than it is now. Now, why that is, I have my own theories, which I could talk about for days, but uh, I'll just leave it at that. We, we know it is experiencing mm. a renaissance right now of interest and i just hope it keeps you know it just keeps going yeah and i th and i think you're right and uh, and like i mentioned uh, there's no question that there's a renaissance and and uh, uh and there was a you know a big dip in 1988 with the radiocarbon dating but now that i think is totally past us and now there are so many smart people that i've met that i've interviewed that i've uh, seen their you know email postings and papers uh, there are so many people doing interesting, interesting research on the shroud that uh, that this greatest mystery is uh, is going to continue to be a mystery, but different aspects of it are going to be become more known uh, to a lot more people, and then hopefully through the National Shroud of Turin exhibit, it will become even known to more and more people, so that next generation can hopefully even answer even more the the uh, mysteries underlying the greatest mystery. That's right. What we also know about DC is that it, it, it attracts millions of visitors every year, not just from not just from the United States, but visitors from all over the world. So it has uh, it has the potential to really touch people from around the world. And that's why you know, we would pick to have our to have our exhibit as opposed to you know Kansas or something yeah. like that. But because it is, it's a flagship. Will in fact, uh, it will reach a lot more people being in yeah. DC. Uh, yeah, so, no question that that so uh, with all of yeah with all of the uh, museums in DC, all of the Smithsonian's, and then all of the private ones. The Museum of the Bible being there, and then now the uh, the National Shroud of Turin exhibit. In the future. Uh, the, in, <laughs> yeah, in the future, yep. Uh, <laughs> Although well, our first I, exhibit is there now. At, at the, yeah, well, uh, in my mind, it's already here. So, well, uh, you know, I you from your lips to, from your mind to God's ears, uh, <laughs> I hope it does. It, but also another, you know, big event's going to be happening too in, um, in 2025. Now, this has not been officially announced yet, but supposedly... Um, the Shroud will go on public display in Turin in 2025. Now, whether or not that happens, that, that means it would have been 10 years mm -hmm. since it was last on display in 2015. Uh, I had the opportunity to go and see it. 
So, uh, but it's been 10 years and, um, and usually, you know, that's about the length of time, and at least in modern times that, that it has had a public exposition. Now, um, whether or not that happens, who knows? I, I would imagine if it is gonna happen uh, sometime later this year, we will be getting, you know, an official announcement for something like that. Yeah. Have you well, heard anything about that, or just I uh, only the rumors, and there's a lot of rumors, and and uh, the rumors are probably fueled by hope, and uh, so we're all looking forward to it. I know that uh, as well for many of us uh, shroud authenticists, we definitely have that on our bucket list if we haven't seen it already. Um, I've been to Turin and uh, actually a couple of times, but. Uh, uh, at that point, I was not a shroud enthusiast, and so now, and now that I am, now that is my that's my go-to thing. So definitely very excited to hopefully see it in 2025. Well, let's hope that in fact does happen, and maybe along with that, maybe the uh, the Holy See will decide that it's time to authorize some new testing, not necessarily dating, uh, mm. because I think dating is kind of secondary. It's more like let let's just find out things with all the, the revolution in technology yep. that has taken place since uh, STIRP in 1978, and even with the carbon dating in 1988, there's, there's just been a revolution in technology. And it would be so wonderful to have new technologies applied to the shroud. And they don't even have to cut little pieces to, to learn things these days. There's so many things they could do uh, without you know, really physically cutting anything away and sending it to a lab. Um, so we can just hope because I always believe in my heart of hearts that there are there are still mysteries, great mysteries embedded in the shroud that we don't have the technology yet to know about. And you the two great examples of that were when the camera came about and photography became available and the shroud was photographed for the first time. We learned the world learned an amazing fact mm. that the shroud itself was was a negative and that it develops as a positive and so that came out and that was kind of mind-blowing the vatican didn't even know what to do with that information they kind of just pushed it aside and didn't allow the shroud to be photographed again until 1931 and the same result happened i would say good thing secundo pia was alive at that time he was he was vindicated but that technology obviously furthered the shroud and then of course in the 70s when the, the BP-8 analyzer came about and they discovered that the shroud had 3D information. So 2D cloth with, had 3D distance information. And you just wonder, okay, what else is in there that you know we're waiting for technology to, to help discover? Because I have no doubt we have yet to find out everything about what's in that shroud. Yeah, and so that's- That makes uh, it exciting, really, even yeah. more exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and that's then why the next generation has to get involved and learn more and be educated, uh, you know, by the National Shroud of Turin exhibit and sign from God and, uh, and all of the good things that you and so many other folks are doing. Uh, so tell us about sign from God, and uh, we'll go from there. Well, sign from God was our, was our first our 501c3. Uh, National Shroud of Turin exhibit is a project of sign from God. Sign from God was formed at the end of 2017 uh, to really educate people about the Shroud of Turin. And the name was, was divinely inspired. I think the logo was absolutely beautiful. And um, forming Sign from God, um, the first mission that came about was to have the Sh Museum of the Bible host a, an exhibit about the Shroud. 
And so that we didn't know that at the time, but it all it, that again was a confluence of events. The museum opened in November of 2017, just around the same time we started Sign from God. And the two events just kind of meshed together in this most an amazing way. When I went there to the opening event, the weekend of November 2017, when it first opened, the Museum of the Bible first opened, and there was there was nothing about the shroud. The shroud did not exist at the Bible. And that really, you know, kind of bothered me. So I started my crusade to try to make that, <laughs> try to have something at the Museum of the Bible about the Shroud. And ultimately that took many years and, and a COVID uh, epidemic in the middle of it. It opened a year late, but it did open in February 26, 2022. And it uh, was open until the end of July as uh, 2022 as was planned. But in the meantime, we, they had 80,000 people through there. It was their most, most popular exhibit that ever had. Uh, they didn't have any advertising or marketing. People just came. And that just proved to us that there was a need for a permanent shroud exhibit in Washington, D.C. Because as you know, Museum of the Bible is not exactly on the beaten path. It's a little bit off the beaten path. It's it's right near the Capitol, but it but it's it's just kind of a little bit off the beaten path. But National Shroud Terminal Exhibit, we hope to have it right downtown, you know, at you know, around 15th and K where the Catholic Information Center is right now. This would be just a couple blocks house. So that's our goal is to have this permanent exhibit, not one that's just going to be temporary uh, and that will be there forever and change hearts and minds of people in, of the world. Not, yeah. you know, just, just a small goal we have, just a little <laughs> mission. <laughs> that's right. Well, if you don't have uh, if you don't have big goals, then you can't accomplish big things. Yeah. Well, you know, with that in mind, I'm looking at my favorite Bible verse that I, I literally have it taped to my computer. It's from Jeremiah 32:27, and it says, "I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me?" <laughs> I love that. I love that verse, and I look at it all the time, and I think I can't believe you know what I have to do today. You know, I hope things happen yep. the way they're supposed to happen. Yep. You know, whenever you get down about you know things in life, and I look at that, and every time I look at that verse, I just it's at my eye level. Every time I look at it, I get uplifted. Because it's true. Nothing is too hard for the Lord our God. Nothing is too hard for Jesus Christ. If he wants something to happen, it's going to happen, especially something that I believe glorifies him. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah, absolutely. It will happen. And uh, I, I, I think you are so right. And I think, uh, you know, the uh, the 80,000 visitors that the Museum of the Bible had, uh, you're going to surpass that easily once the uh, the full exhibit is up number one and then number two is once you start to advertise and let people know it's there and if it's on and uh, not uh, off the beaten track but very close to uh, the White House or wherever it is going to end up in D.C. you will get a lot of uh, both uh, U.S. visitors and international visitors that is the that is the the center in my mind of all U.S. tourism whether it's uh, you know domestic or international. That's very true. Now, all we need is um, we have to finish our business plan, and then we hope to present it to some people who uh, might want to write us some very large checks, um, so at least can contract for some space and start building this exhibit. Our group of 12 people that is the team of National Shroud of Turin Exhibit, we have all the knowledge that we need to produce an amazing exhibit. All we need now is some you know, financial backers. And um, again, I, I just think the Lord's going to send those also. So anyone that wants to donate to yep. or, or um, learn more about what we're doing, you can go to nationalshroudatorandexhibit.org. And uh, you can contact me. Uh, my contact information is on there. 
go to signfromgod.org and that again will bring you to national shadow turn exhibit dot uh, org also uh so anyway we'll we'll just see what happens but guy I, I just can't thank you enough for helping us tell our story and uh but the more we talk about the shroud the more interested people are in what you do and your book and your podcast so we're really all on the same team yep we definitely are and and uh, i'm so glad you brought up the uh, the link uh to contribute because any initiative requires both big donors and small donors and uh, whether you're big small medium large whatever you are uh, definitely please go to national shroud of turin exhibit.org and uh, contribute uh, what you feel is uh, best uh, to support this incredible worthy cause on the greatest mystery of the world so uh, with that myra thank you so much uh, we're going to close it there and uh, uh, and uh, go from there. Remember, this is the uh, the part two. If you missed part one, please go back and you'll be able to see that as well. And then learn more about the National Shroud of Turin exhibit.org and signfromgod.org. And then what we and what Myra in particular is really trying to do to uh, bring the shroud and educate uh, the people, both uh, domestic uh, visitors and international visitors, and about what the Shroud of Turin really is. Myra, thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Guy. Bless you. Absolutely. Thank you and bless you as well.